Hello, Internet world, and welcome to On the Shelf, a now independent podcast hosted by and for YA readers. Hey guys, we're back with another episode. Um, This week we're doing Unreliable Narrators, um, which is really exciting, but I do feel like before we get in, I should probably give a quick definition of unreliable narrators and what this trope is, because I know that some people are not familiar with it, but it's basically just any book that is narrated by someone who's withholding information or who might not be telling the whole truth or in some way is sort of untrustworthy to the reader. Um, so it comes up a lot in like thrillers and stuff. So I like it a lot, but um, yeah, it should be really interesting. And then we'll also kind of have a discussion about our thoughts on this trope and et cetera. So we'll just kind of get started with our introduction and everyone saying what's on their show. Hey, you guys, it's Jada. So currently I'm technically reading two books. I'm really supposed to be reading um, Traveling as a Verb by Ben Philby, which I'll be quite honest, I haven't been reading, but I need to get started <laughs> with that. Well, I am like in the book, but I need to read more, but I probably will this week. But I also started reading a graphic novel called Displacement by Kiki Hughes, I believe. And I got that recently and it's actually really interesting. Um, but yeah. Hi, I'm Hanora. Um, so I'm currently reading three books because two are for book clubs and then one is for our romance book swap at the end of the month. So I'm reading Charming as a Verb by Ben Felipe. I'm reading that with Jada and I'm excited for discussion on that. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I'm reading Anna Kay by Jenny Lee for, um, for one of my book clubs for next week. And then I'm also reading The City We Became by N.K. Jemison which is really, really good. Um, but yeah, so I'm reading a lot. And it's also, I don't know, I think I said this last week, but I think it's kind of interesting that they're all set in New York and kind of a similar area, but they're like pretty much completely different stories. I mean, obviously, but yeah, lots of fun. Yeah, that's right. I forgot they're all New York books, New York centered. Um, hi guys, I'm Caitlin. Um, I have been reading The Joys of Hamlet for like two months <laughs> um, and I feel bad because that's all I've been reading this week but what I should be reading I am gonna start Anna Kay um, today and I'm going to go get a copy of Everything Everything um, for our book swap and then I'm hoping I can make book club so I'm and I already have a copy of Anna Kay um, so my hope is to start that today and hopefully get through um, most of it or all of it in time for book club. Um, but yeah. Hi guys, I'm Prithi and right now I'm reading House of Sky and Breath by Sarah J. Mass and it's a pretty huge book so I'll probably be reading it next week too. And I'm also reading The Crucible for school which is a play and it's okay so far. So. Okay. Um, I've actually always wanted to read The Crucible, but that's besides the point. Um, So I'm Taylor, and I'm reading several things right now because it was my spring break, and so we went on vacation, my family and I, um, to Charleston, and we, like, went to a bookstore there that was really, really cool, and um, we kind of picked out some books, so now I've got a lot of things that I'm reading, 
but I'm supposed to be reading The Opposite of Always, which I started, but I need to read more of. Um, and then I'm still reading Malibu Rising. And then there are like a couple of books that I just bought that I also started. So um, the one that I have in my hand right now is called The Guest List by Lucy Foley. And it's like really, really perfect for today's dis- discussion because it actually has unreliable narrators. And it's um, like a mystery kind of thingy um, that I'll talk about later, but yeah. Yay. Um, but yeah, so Taylor, you're reading Malibu Rising. This is off topic to our conversation today. Um, yes. Yes, I am. It's really good. I really, really liked it. Um, I think that one out of Taylor Jenkins Reid's work, well, I haven't finished Daisy Jones in the Six yet, but at least out of so far, I think that one's my favorite mm. of like her shared universe stuff. But anyways, on to our first question. Um, okay. Hold on. Let me find it. Um, okay, we'll get right into it with our one of our favorite things here, a book list. Recommendations, books you want to read, books you haven't read yet, books you know about. Yeah, let anyone take the floor. So I can start um, and kind of like get, get the ball rolling, so to speak. Um, so I have... I have a pretty good list, but I'm going to start off, I'm probably saying what everyone else, or not everyone else, but a lot of people are also going to say is We Were Liars, um, is a really famous YA book. Um, I read it, I think over the summer or something, Um, and it's about this girl who's returning to this island that her family basically owns. She's in this, like, insanely wealthy family, Um, and uh you know there's kind of like a lot of familial expectations that come from this family I guess like think like legacy at Yale like very wealthy um that kind of environment um and she is basically uh she suffered from some injury um on this island like two years ago but they don't really talk much about it. And this is her first time returning after a long time. Um, And it's just sort of her um, coming back to this island and like being really confused about a lot of things because basically she doesn't remember anything that happened with the incident. And the doctors have told her family and her parents that she sort of has to remember on her own and that like telling her is just going to sort of mess up her natural recovery from the sort of like temporary amnesia. So she's trying to figure out what happened, basically. And I think it was one of the best twist endings I've ever read. Um, It was really, really good. Um, Let's see. Another one is, I don't don't really know if you could call this like a traditional unreliable narrator, but I'm going to go with it because it's this book called Brain on Fire that's actually an autobiography by this journalist who worked for the New York Times. But basically she gets this insane um, health condition that causes, and I can't remember what it was from. Um, I I cannot remember what it was from, but um, it's kind of one of those situations where it's a really rare random health condition that caused like a lot of delusions, um, hallucinations. She kind of just had a total mental breakdown and she was in the hospital and it took them forever to figure out what this condition was because it's so um rare that it almost never gets diagnosed and she made a full recovery but 
the reason I put it under unreliable narrators is that you kind of start off with an idea of what's um, going on. In fact, in the beginning, she kind of makes it sound like she thinks she got bit by like some sort of spider or something that like, um, I guess like poisonous or something because like she saw it happen um, and she felt it. And then you kind of realize halfway through that that was like one of her hallucinations. And like a lot, like the whole first half of the book is really unreliable because she's going in order of like how knowledge was presented to her. So for the first half of the book, it's before she was diagnosed. And so she doesn't really know what's going on. So you also don't really know what's going on. Um, and in that sense, it was really cool to read because it kind of like takes you inside of her mindset, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, let's see. Okay, the next one that I have is, okay, so the next one I have is called The Silent Patient, which I think I've mentioned like a lot of times, but um, it's this book about this guy who's like a psychotherapist. Um, it's set in England and he's, trying to be the doctor of this woman who's in a mental institution because she had like she's accused of killing her husband and she was this really famous artist um and she hasn't spoken in like three years since it happened and he's convinced that he's going to be the person to get her to open up and to um like help her deal with her trauma and you it's just like I I don't I can't really say too much about the unreliable narrator without giving away the whole ending but you definitely have an idea of who he is that turns out to be incorrect so I thought it was really really good and then the very last one that I wanted to point out was the one that I'm currently reading called The Guest List um and the reason I wanted to point it out is so it's really cool. It's called The Guest List. The front page says underneath you've killed to be on it. So, you know, it's one of those. It's funny. Um, but it's sort of, it's kind of like the adult version of um, One of Us is Lying, I feel like, because it switches between perspectives. It's like there's this fancy wedding happening on this um, uh, remote um, island in Ireland. And then at some point midway through, there's a murder, but basically... You're switching perspectives, but you're told up front that none of the characters are telling the full truth. So it's really interesting. And I love books like that. But that's my list. Okay, so for my list, the first book on top was We Were Liars. So Taylor already described the book, even though a lot of you probably know what it is. So like she said, you can't really trust what the narrator says all the time because of the twist ending at the end, which will make all of that make sense. And then I have Winter by Marissa Meyer. And I kind of feel like that fits as an unreliable narrator book, narrator book because the main character, Winter, she's a princess with this thing called lunar sickness, which makes her have hallucinations all the time. So a lot of scenes like blood coming down the walls, you don't know if it's actually happening not in that book so that's why that would qualify and then another one this is also kind of a stretch but to kill a mockingbird by karen no by harper lee and that one would be because scout the main character is very young and a lot of the things you learn about the trial and all the events going on in the book are through her point of view so you don't really know the full gist of what's happening well you could interpret it but the way she tells it, a lot of this stuff 
is very childlike, I guess. And then we have One of Us is Lying by Karen McManus. And this book is because, because all the narrators, all four main characters have something to hide. So you don't find those secrets out until later in the book. So that's why they're unreliable. And then another book called A Monster Calls by Patrick Ness. In that one, a boy's mother is sick. So he meets this tree monster that appears outside of his window. I guess that's what you'd call it. And basically it teaches him all about grief and all other sorts of stuff. And it's supposed to be a fantasy, but at the end of the book, you kind of question whether the monster actually exists or whether that was just his way of dealing with his mother's sickness. And then my last book is also by E. Lockhart, who wrote We Were Liars. It's called Genuine Fraud. It's about a girl called Imogene who cons people. I think she like kills someone too, but I don't remember much since it was a very confusing book, but she does impersonate people and all sorts of stuff happen. And it does have the author's classical twist ending. So you don't know a lot of what the characters do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I have to go in a few minutes. So if you guys don't mind, I'm going to share my tiny list that I have so I can contribute something. Um, and I hope that is okay with Taylor for having to take over the rest of the questions from here on out. But hold on. Let me uh, split screen. Um, let me split screen what's happening here. Okay. Um, so I don't, I don't have a ton. I really like this type, like this genre. I just don't read it, (laughs) which I know is a very, um, big recurring theme. Um, but yeah, so the first one, I don't really know if this was entirely classified as unreliable narrator, but I guess just a, a lot of, um, a lot of Agatha Christie's work in general, I think could with like the whole, because they're like murder mysteries and lots of mysteries have that kind of aspect. And the one that I would think of is, um, and then there were none, just like the way it was all set up and it kind of, it leads you to thinking that um, everything went one way and then it's like revealed to you that it, it went a completely different way. And it was such a good book. I read it like, in all, I read it all in one day or something. And I don't know, like kind of has the twist um but yeah that's one that stick with me I haven't really I haven't read any of her other work but I've heard I've heard it's good (laughs) um and then another one I haven't read but I know about is Shutter Island which I know there's a movie with Leonardo DiCaprio but it was like based on the book um where they're like on the island and obviously like this is a spoiler but it has been out for like a really long time but it's basically like it was all in his head pretty much um like everything that was going on and um I think that's really interesting especially when it's like obviously it's an unreliable narrator but the narrator thinks they know everything that's happening and it's not like they're purposely keeping information so that they just don't know the information um but yeah I think that's interesting and let's see oh I guess so um allegedly by tiffany g jackson she also wrote monday's not coming which is a great book and i read allegedly and i really liked it and i didn't even i didn't really 
I guess I didn't super consider it to be an unreliable narrator, but it kept showing up on lists of like books with unreliable narrators. So I'll can so I'll bring it in um include it here. Um it's really it's really well done. It's basically the main character um allegedly so the main character is a is a black woman and she allegedly killed um a white baby like that her mom was babysitting and taking care of and they pretty much they sent her to jail and then she's in a group home and she's trying to like make a life for yourself herself and as it's going on it's like they're kind of revealing like what actually happened and just how everything's going on but um I really really enjoyed it um that's like it was like a tense book both of both of um Tiffany D. Jackson's books that I've read have been like very tense, but in like a good way. Um, but yeah, very talented um, writer. But yeah, we were liars. Obviously, I'm going. To, I'm going to mention that one. <laughs> um, another one that kept showing up on list was American Psycho, which I think the movie is just I think is it just called Psycho. Uh, whatever. There is the movie based on it. It's not called that, Jada. Oh, oh. So sorry, now I was shaking my head saying, like, I didn't know. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were like, no, incorrect. And I was like, oh, no. Um, but anyways, um, kind of familiar with that general movie. So I won't <laughs> just that whole thing. So we won't really go into it. But it's just like this very charming guy kills people. I, I think that's really all I've gathered from not watching the movie or reading the book and just absorbing it but yeah you know we were liars obviously as I said you gotta include that one um but yeah I yeah sorry I have a very short list today I could have prepared a tiny bit more but I have I have lots of stuff going on today but um but yeah so that's all I have um I'm sorry that I have to go now I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the episode and a wonderful week and I'll see you guys next week where I'm pretty sure I'll be hosting solo. So that'll be fun. Yay. But um, but anyways, bye guys. <laughs> bye. Okay, so I had a few, a few of these I've read and some of them I've watched like the show or movie version of it. But the first one was Gone Girl by Jillian Flynn. I've seen the movie of this. Um, but that one turned out to be really, really good. And then Life of Pi, I've actually read the book and seen the movie for this, but this was by Jan Martel. Uh, but that one was really, really good. One of Us is Lying, of course, by Karen McManus. I also had You by Caroline. I don't know how to pronounce the last name, but Kepnis. I'm most likely not saying that right, but I've watched the Netflix show of this and You is really, really good. Um, the Woman in the Window by A.J. Finn. I know that they have a movie about this. I haven't seen the movie and I haven't read the book either, but I know that that, came, that kept coming up. And then the last one was Fight Club by Chuck Malinick. I'm probably not saying that right either, but I've seen that movie about a long time ago, but I do know like kind of all of it was like in his head. So that definitely fits um, unreliable narrators, but that was pretty much all I had. Yeah, there's so many on your guys' list that I want to read so bad. Like, I haven't read One of Us is Lying. Um, I haven't read And We Were Liars. I have so many that I have to read. Um, But yeah, I also had kind of a short list today. Um, 
and some of these are like uh unreliable narrators um but they're like kind of different in like the way that they're unreliable i guess um like my first one was um the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime um by mark haddon i've read the play in um my drama class and then sub subsequently found out it was also a book and i was like oh my gosh but um he's like uh, a young 15 year old kid named christopher is the main character of this book um and he's really, really smart, really good at math. Um, and he has Asperger's syndrome. Um, so the way that he like interprets the world around him and the things that happen um, are described differently because he's the um, the narrator. Um, but I thought it was interesting to see how like he interacted with stuff going on around him. Um, and then I also had um, Life of Pi. Have not read the book. I want to so bad. I've seen the movie um, and that was really good. Um, I have Wuthering Heights by Emily Bronte. That was really hard for me to understand, but um, it is interesting how like the narrating character changes and like the way that they see what went down in the story is different depending on who you're listening to. Um, so it was interesting to see the way that they would describe certain people. Um, Cause one would be like, oh yeah, like this person is amazing. And then someone else would be like, no, no, no. Like, um, this character actually has like this like kind of dark past or something like that. Um, so that was interesting. Um, I had The Book Thief by Marcus Zuzak, which I talk about way too much, but um, the narrator of that book was really interesting because it's like, it's just death, like as a narrator in a way. Um, and it's interesting because from the beginning of the book toward the end, um, death like changes ideas on like, like they have a very specific way that they operate, like do their job per se. Um, but then by the end of the book, they kind of like talk more about how they regret how much they have to like be present, like doing their job, um, especially during war and stuff like that. Um, and then my last one was The Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis, um, which I read for a project. Um, but it's essentially like, it's like a, uh, for lack of a better way of explaining it, it's essentially a demon in training, I guess. Um, like, and the whole book is written through letters from this demon to their boss, essentially, just like of the boss's criticism toward how they're doing like their job and like steering people toward doing bad things and stuff like that. Um, but the, we learn like the boss seems like a great person like in the beginning like super supportive and um like I guess good advice for the like one in training until the end of the book and then we find out what the motives truly were and like the consequences of not doing the job right um but those were mine they're all like kind of different in a way and it was kind of a short list but um yeah yeah no, I mean, everyone said they had a short list, but together I think it equaled up to a pretty a pretty good list. Um, but yeah, I honestly, I want to read more C.S. Lewis because I kind of like, I read, I did the whole Narnia thing, but then I sort of just never came back to the other um, C.S. Lewis classics. But I believe our next question is, I sort of opened it up to if we done any research about sort of the beginning of this idea of the unreliable narrator um and if we wanted to discuss that at all and I recognize that we may or may not have actually done research which is fine either way 
Um, so I think I'll just kind of start by saying what I found to get the ball rolling and, you know, um, cause I, I was able to find some things, um, that were interesting. So what I found is that, um, this idea basically started in 1961 was the first time that anyone coined the term. Um, and it was created by this guy, Wayne C. Booth, who was like an American literary critic. Um, and it's really interesting because he separated it down into the types of unreliable narrators that there could be. Um, so like the first one was the naive, which is like, you know, someone who's very naive and that's why they're sort of unreliable. The second one was the clown. So that's someone who just kind of like enjoys purposefully misleading. Um, there was just the, the straight up liar, um, which I think we all know what that is. Uh, the Picaro is like someone who um, exaggerates because of arrogance. And then the last one, obviously we would not use this terminology now. Uh, in the beginning, he called it the madman. Of course, now we would, you know, open that up to say just in general, someone who's um, traumatized in some way or like operating out of uh, some sort of uh condition or experience that makes them not see the world fully um but those are sort of like the different ways of like i guess characterizing different unreliable narrators and i don't know i personally was a little surprised that this is when that term was created because i would have thought it would be earlier just because like um i guess the reason i think it would be earlier is because like edgar Allan poe and like um the turn of the screw and things like that they were written in like the 1800s were very had a lot of unreliable narrators so i was a little surprised that no one had like come up with the term until the 1960s yeah exactly like that was what i was wondering too when i was doing research like it seems like they had some like story examples of like what could have been kind of like an unreliable narrator but it never was really called that um but yeah, that's really interesting though. Cause um, yeah, I think I found like, um, there's a story that I read that got talked about a little bit in an article I found um, by, who was it by? Oh, please come back. Um, James Joyce, that was it. Um, in the, um, uh, I think it was in the 19th century or 20th, early 20th century. Um, but it was more of like a stream of consciousness kind of thing where it was just like, all of the like thoughts and feelings of a character and how their background might kind of influence it. Um, Cause James Joyce had a story called um, uh, Araby um, that I got to read in my English class that kind of talks about um, like an adolescent boy as he's growing up and he's always been going to like a very strict like doctrine, like I think boarding school that um, teaches everything very strictly. I believe it was like a Catholic school in Ireland. Um, but he starts to have an attraction toward a girl that lives on his street. And the way that he describes her, like kind of blends between what a person might describe when they have an attraction to someone, like mixed with a like religious, almost like a religious kind of like um, part of it. Cause he like describes like, light around her head sort of like a halo or something like that um so that was kind of interesting um but then yeah I really like that you um talked about the different kinds because I was wondering what the different versions of them were um 
because when I was coming up with my list, I was like, oh yeah, like this one like is kind of young, which is why they're unreliable. But then this one like purposely withholds information. So it's interesting how they're all um, kind of different, but um, yeah. So Taylor actually took the words right out of my mouth because that was the same, literally like verbatim, that was the same exact research that I did. So I guess I really don't have anything to add, but um, Taylor, you're fine. You're literally, we were on the same, same wavelength. You're good. <laughs> um, but I, I, I guess I can say this. I did think that it was cool how he broke it down to four different types because honestly I didn't think that there were or did I guess didn't know that there were different types of um this type of narration but now that I've read the definitions and like done a little bit of research I can definitely see those different types and kind of categorize the books tv shows or movies that I've seen that will fall under the ones especially like the ones where again we don't call that we wouldn't call it now but the madman one well, I feel like that's kind of like a popular trope in, in movies or TV shows where like you figure out by the end of the movie that it was all in the person's head and like all the stuff was like hallucinations from like medication or whatever and just like it never happened. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much it. Yeah, I didn't find much either, but one thing I found online that was interesting was that like Edgar Allan Poe most of his novels were unreliable narrators, and that was one of the reasons, I suppose, that his books are so famous. Okay, great. I think I'm actually just gonna, looking at the question, just gonna combine the next two into one, because basically my next question is kind of how you feel about unreliable narrators, because I kind of want to know, one, does that frustrate you to have that kind of narration where you feel like you're being purposefully, like, misled? Um, does it sort of annoy you, or do you like that? And then kind of leading off of that, do you prefer that the narrator is, like, do you like it more when the narrator is sort of coming out of malicious intent and is, like, an evil character? Do you find that cool, or would you rather it be a little more complex than that? So for me, um, I wouldn't say that the unreliable narrators frustrate me. Um, I quite honestly, I like like to to a certain extent, I kind of like being confused, if that makes sense. <laughs> like, especially um, like in a TV show or a movie, I like how there's like a lot of thoughts and like theories coming at you. I want you to just like, dang, I thought this would happen, but this actually happened instead. So kind of just like, you like I guess I've said this before but like a psychological thriller or just like something like that like messes with your head I like a lot of those really intrigue me so I wouldn't have said that it would frustrate me not that I've read too many books that um do have a unreliable narrator which I definitely want to read more of now that I know what it is and done more research but um I definitely would say that I wouldn't like a narrator who would be just malicious um and just like to the point of like purposely doing it but I think someone who would slightly do it um I would enjoy in the book because once again I do like that aspect of like that thriller or that not know not knowing what's happening or what's going to come next if that makes sense 
I feel like I'd prefer like a completely unreliable narrator slash villain because if you think about it like you like this character throughout the whole book then you finally realize that they're completely evil and that now you see all their actions in a different way I feel like that would be better or a bigger twist than the whole complex unreliable narrator because it would just like upend your entire stream of thought I feel like that would be more interesting yeah, I definitely get that. I feel like, so one thing I'm definitely not annoyed or frustrated by unreliable narrators. I, yeah, I'm really into being confused. And I know, like, I get why some people aren't like the, a couple weeks ago, I gave my mom one of my favorite unreliable narrators book um, books, which is Ninth House by Lee Bardugo, um, which is like totally just information being withhold, withheld on like all friends constantly all the time till the very end. And she's like, I have no idea what's going on. This is so annoying. Whereas I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. So I get, I get that, you know, it's not for everyone, but I don't know. I do like when the um, person is withholding information purposefully, or they're in some way, not like a fully good character, but I guess I prefer that they not be completely evil, which I guess is kind of just like my thing with villains in general. I like sort of a, a complicated villain um like the the silent patient that I mentioned is a really good example of that where I like it because the twist is uh and hopefully I'm not giving too much away by saying this but like the twist does you know reveal that the character you thought was good was not nearly as good as you thought they were but then there's also like reasons that you realize as to why they're like that and I feel like if there aren't any reasons then it just kind of falls flat a little bit but that's sort of just my opinion yeah like I totally see where you guys are coming from Um, because it's true it's very like conflicting because I think in the moment when I find out I've been misled I'm like frustrated for just a second I'm like oh come on like that whole time and then I go oh you know like that I don't even know like that meme where the guy's like really angry and then he's like oh yeah (laughs) I kind of get it now Um, but it is kind of fun like um seeing where it can take you afterward like seeing how different it is um but then yeah like I don't know like I tend to enjoy it when like um like when your narrator like I guess like slowly changes over time to the point where like after you read it like it might not seem like a big change in the moment but then after you read it if you go from the beginning and then you look at the end, they're like super different. You're like, oh, the like our narrator like changed a lot over the course of the book. Um, but I've yet to read a book with a narrator who like pleases you the whole time right until the end. And that sounds kind of fun, like um, to be like, have all your expectations completely subverted at the end of the book. It's just like, oh, I had no idea who you are actually. Um, so I'm kind of hoping I can find a book like that because that sounds fun to read actually. Yeah. The the only problem is that, you know, by having this episode, it's like, if you know, if you know that that's the case before you go into it, it sort of ruins the whole point, which is kind of, kind of what makes unreliable narrators a little tricky, because if you know they're unreliable, then it takes away like half of the twist. But yeah. <laughs> um. So our last question today has to do with Evelyn Hugo, because I think last time um you know not in the actual episode but just in conversation we kind of talked about whether Evelyn Hugo counted as an unreliable narrator and I wanted to bring that up again so yeah I just kind of wanted to know 
because you know we definitely find out at the end that she's kind of drawn us along the story where we finally find out a big twist but that was definitely withheld from the beginning so I guess I wanted to know if you think that that qualifies as unreliable since she eventually did like tell Monique the truth or if you think that that um yeah what what are your kind of thoughts on that um I definitely do think that she qualifies as an um, unreliable narrator because, like we've all said, she did pretty much. Yeah, it was in the book. She pretty much waited till the end of the book to say that she was involved with. I guess I can say because we already had the episode, but, but she was involved with um, the cover up of her dad's, I guess, murder, if you will, and that she knew like that Monique was his daughter and like she's now probably like done her research and knew about her and that that was the purpose of her just wanting Monique to write the story and all that so I definitely do think that she qualifies um were her intentions pure or I guess right in her case I really can't say um because I kind of feel like conflicted about that part like whether she was doing it for like the right intentions or kind of still selfish and stubborn like her character was um I can't really say about that but she does qualify long story short I wouldn't say she is an unreliable narrator because she did tell the truth with everything that she did say I would say that she's more of an annoying narrator or like a misguided person because she had the truth all along about Monique's father's death and Monique knew Evelyn had a secret about her some personal connection and Evelyn could have told her at any point but she purposefully didn't say it to Monique and strung her along that's the only reason Monique was there mainly because she wanted to know what Evelyn's connection was so yeah I would just say that Evelyn wasn't a good person in that aspect rather than an unreliable narrator yeah, I think, yeah, I think it really just comes down to whether you think unreliable is straight out lying or not telling the full truth or sort of like couching things. And I feel like she's an unreliable narrator because I think I'm coming in from the perspective that the point of an unreliable narrator is that sort of shock factor. And I think that's still there. So I kind of think that makes her unreliable. I also think just like, her personality um kind of lends itself to being an unreliable narrator because she's definitely a very forceful person um and she definitely presents her story in a really almost one-sided way I think that could in and of itself be almost seen as a little unreliable I mean it's all from her perspective and she's sort of I think I think it's interesting that she does she does own up to her actions not being perfect but she also says she doesn't regret any of them so it's that right there that I think makes her a little unreliable because she's obviously coming out of a, a place of not really fully taking accountability for her actions and I think that kind of makes her a little unreliable yeah I sorry guys I admittedly haven't read Evelyn Hugo yet which is so sad because I'm so behind on literally everything um but that's true I would agree that like a I would find a narrator to be at least like a little unreliable if they withhold any truth 
for like a particular reason. If they're like, oh yeah, I'm just not going to tell you this part because of this reason. Like, um, uh, and it's kind of interesting, like when you find out at the end that there was like a part of the story just kind of like taken out, it's like, oh wait, like what if this changes a lot of stuff? Um, but I would agree. I would agree. Okay, that's totally fine, Caitlin. I mean, I'm so I mean, sorry, guys. No, it's so okay. It's okay. The way you said that, you were like, I'm so behind in everything. Like, it's okay, Caitlin. I forgive you. Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, someday I'm going to get back on it. Someday. <laughs> um. But yeah, so I don't know. That was interesting. I'm actually kind of surprised this discussion, there was like more disagreement than I expected there to be, I think, or more varying opinions, which is really interesting. Um, it's cool because I think a lot of the times we're all sort of on the same wavelength and we have like the same opinions. So this was really interesting to do. Um, and I like, you know, all of our recommendations were really good. There are a lot of things there that I hadn't heard of before. So I'm excited, but um, this sort of brings us to the close of our episode. Um, as for announcements, we, I believe, have episodes planned through the end of March, and then we will be taking a week-long hiatus to plan for the next couple of months. Um, and, of course, the last couple of weeks we've got, I believe, next week is books that we return to often, um, and I will not be there for that episode. And then we'll close it out with the romance novel book swap that we've been planning. Um, so I'm really excited for that. Um, but yeah, that's kind of all the announcements that we have. Um, so I guess we'll just go ahead and head out and say bye. 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 To learn more about On the Shelf, visit ontheshelf.wordpress.com for blog posts, recent episodes, and book recs. Or check out our Insta at On the Shelf Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, rate us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts.